0: In this episode of Call to Marriage, I talk with Tammy, a seasoned military spouse of over 30 years, about her experiences, what it's been like being in the military for so long. We talk about quite a bit, so buckle up and enjoy the show. Hi there. Welcome to Call to Marriage, a show about navigating life as a military spouse. I'm your host, Callie, a newcomer on the scene of what is the military spouse life Hello, welcome back to Call to Marriage. I am so excited. I have Tammy here with me. Tammy, if you want to introduce yourself,
1: hi, I'm Tammy Davis, and I'm married to Jeffrey Davis, and um, we've been married for thirty years, and we have one
0: child and one grandchild. That's awesome. And how long has he been in the service for?
1: Well, he was initially in for twenty years, and then he was recalled, and he retired, and then he was recalled. Back to active duty for three years. And um, so he was active duty for 20. He was a Department of the Army contractor, which is a DAC, for 10. And then now we're here for three years recalled. And then we'll go back to being a
0: DAC. So he's been in for like a hot minute then. 30, well, 31 <laughs> years. Yeah, since 1989. Crazy. So where have you guys most of your time being in the military, being in the Army, where have you found yourself most at? Savannah. Savannah. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite part about living in Savannah?
1: Um,
0: well, my family's from Savannah, so that was good.
1: Um, we were in Ranger Battalion for 10 years, so we were in um, in Savannah and then, um, and then in Destin, Florida. But then we would always go back to Savannah. And mm-hmm. then when you became a pilot, we would go back to Savannah. And then we would have a little stint somewhere, but we would then go back to Savannah. Okay.
0: <laughs> So that was kind of home-based almost where you just sort of always found yourself filtering back there. So out of your whole experience though in the military, what would you say, since you guys have been in for quite a while, Mm -hmm. the the greatest adventure that you've been able to experience being with the the military?
1: I like to travel, but I grew up doing that because (laughs) I'm a a dependent brat. (laughs) I'm an Air Force brat. And so uh, moving is second nature to me. Mm -hmm. I don't... I don't know what it's like to actually live in a house for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. And when we retired, we built a house and we lived in that house for 10 years. And I kept saying, can we move? Can we move? <laughs> I was ready to move. Our daughter was in college and she was, re- and we were like, can't we move? And, and he's like, where do you want to move? We across the town. He's <laughs> like, we don't do this anymore. We do. It's like, you don't get to move anymore. And I'm yeah. like, I have to stay here. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's been, that in fact I was kind of excited when he was recalled because then I get to I got to move. You got to move. Yeah. yeah. I got to move and then we'll get to move again. And so I was very excited about that.
0: You know, I almost wonder too if that itch to move is just ingrained in military brats. Cause my mom was also an Air Force brat and I have distinct memories growing up in my childhood. We moved on the dot every three years. Yes. Either like to a different state or we grew up in New Mexico and, and we lived there for Oh, God, like seven or eight years. And it was the longest place we'd ever stayed in a state. But even living in New Mexico, we moved like four times. Every like two or three years, just moving somewhere else. And I was like, Mom, why do I move? my mom would always say, I just got an itch to move. We need to move. We Mm -hmm. need to go somewhere else. I need something else. I was like, are you a spy? Like, are we running from somebody? (laughs) But I think it is. I think it's a military. Growing up in the military, you get an itch to move. And
1: My parents still move. My parents are in the 80s, and they just moved um – six years ago. Oh my god! So, I mean, they, they don't know anything different either. I yeah. mean, they've, they think that that's normal and they would move again if they could. I mean, oh, yeah. but <laughs> I just think that, you know, at this point, probably not smart, but, yeah. but at the same time, they, they would definitely, they're up for that adventure.
0: Oh yeah. I think, I think that's a great word to use for the itch is just, you have a desire to, to go on an adventure and go do something new or see something new. And I think the military ingrains that in you because you are constantly changing your environment. Even if you are going back to Savannah, you're still constantly changing new people, new faces, new new everything.
1: Absolutely. You know, even if we would live on different, either in different cities surrounding Savannah, Mm -hmm. or we would live on different, you know, go live on the islands or go in, you know, live on post or do whatever. And just to be able to um, have something new and refreshing because you're, You tend to kind of like your footprint around your house Mm -hmm. is what you typically do. And so no matter if you're in the same city or not, you're going to find something new to do. It'll
0: be a new experience, a new Mm -hmm. way to see where you're at. Right. So you've been, you've moved a lot, obviously. And I know that you've lived on post some places and off post other places. So between on post and off post living, what would you say you've enjoyed the most? And I know each, each post is kind of different and some people like living on post more than others, but between them, have you enjoyed living on post? Cause you live on posts now, right? Correct. Yeah. So what do you, what do you like most about living on post?
1: Growing up on um, we I grew up on an air force base, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but um, I think you cause you always had a lot of friends. There were a million kids to play with. And then as a wife, I think that, um, just to be able to know this, like the security of yeah. your, these other people around you, know what you're going through and to be able to, to know that if you need something, it's okay to ask mm-hmm. as opposed to maybe the civilian world doesn't do you know things that yeah. way. I'll be honest. I don't know what the civilian world is like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even though we were retired, we literally live in a, a community of retired people. You're in the army bubble. Yes. I mean, even though like when he retired, he still went to the same exact office, the same, I mean, he wore the same uniform, just took off his rank, put DAC on. I mean, he had the same people that he worked with every single day. So it wasn't anything different. It was basically other than he can't be deployed.
0: So he, you guys kind of just like stay in that bubble. So it was always Mm -hmm. sort of that same army feel to it. But I think the security and the fact that there are people who know what you're going through, they've gone through it themselves, is just such a great resource to have living on post. So, on the flip side, what have you liked most about living off post?
1: Hmm. I don't know. I think that just, uh, I don't know if it, that I really think of it as a benefit or a negative. I just mm-hmm. think that, I mean, I, try to adjust to wherever I yeah. live. So I don't really know that I, I mean, I liked that There were a lot of kids and sometimes in neighborhoods, you may have older, younger, whatever, and you may not have it so much in common with your next door neighbor, as opposed to when you live on post. Yeah. But at the same time, I never really kind of thought of, I, I guess it goes back to my adventures yeah.
0: It's a place <laughs> to live. It's a home. It's a, it's a one little stepping stone in a greater journey.
1: Absolutely. It's all what you make in it also. Yeah.
0: Definitely. And I love the fact, too, that it, it is all what you make of it. It's the attitude that you you bring with yourself. So as you've been moving, and, and obviously, a lot of people say, well, you go back to the same base, you have the same friends. And that's not really true in army life or military life in general, because everyone's moving out and changing and going different places. So what were you able to do in order to surround yourself with like strong like-minded people and, and how did you go about making friends and, and getting involved in your communities when you moved?
1: I think typically my friends ended up being who our daughter's uh-huh. friends were, their parents and which because our daughter was very involved in different things so um, I think that, that that's basically how I got all of my friends was through parents and like-minding and some some were military, some weren't and I think that it just kind of gave you a, and then you meet a friend of a friend of a friend of a yeah. friend, and then you get your social you know, group. And a lot of times who your husband works with, you know, they like them, but sometimes they don't necessarily want to see the same people as they work with mm-hmm. outside. They want to yeah. be like, okay, well, I'm, I, you know, I'm not at work anymore. I don't want to see those people anymore. Not that they don't like them. It's just, they want to just, you know, separate home and work oh yeah but at the same time you know a lot of the wives you know you get to know them
0: yeah so it's really about finding those people who have common interests and like like mindedness to you and I know um we have the FRG too and the 5101 has a very nice FRG situation going on um so what has been your experience with FRGs what benefits have you found through the FRG
1: well, we have an exceptional FRG <laughs> here. I just want to point that out. We are, we are a crazy group of girls, but we have a lot of fun. And um, and I will say that not all FRGs right. are rumor groups, and there are people that are truly here to help you. Yeah. And in the past, um, I've had good and bad, and some were a, a bad experience because they were they would you know, like, like anything in life, you get the good people and the bad people that want to show you things. But at the same time, there are other people that want to, you know, they're, they're there for you and they're, they have good intentions.
0: Oh, yeah. And I think too the FRG, which um, if you don't know what FRG, it's your family readiness group. Um, But the FRG here is so invested in the people that are in the group. And I think that just makes a world of difference. And I know a lot of people may have heard negative things about FRGs. And I think, you know, a lot of times if people have negative FRG experiences, it's just because there is a lack of investment or maybe the people don't click right away. But I will say if you have a strong FRG group, it's really easy to, to meet people and get involved and and do things.
1: I think so. If you, if you literally, I mean, say you don't have any friends, reach out to your FRG, get to know them and continue to go to things. And, and even if you don't feel like you're being accepted at the beginning, Mm -hmm. just continue to go and they'll accept you. Oh yeah, I mean, it's just like when you were in school. I mean, you literally have to be accepted, you know, amongst your peers. Well, same thing at work. You're, you know, you have peers that you, you, sometimes you click with them. Sometimes you don't, but you're there, they're there and make the best of it. And I think that you'll, You'll have somebody that you that you will click with.
0: Oh yeah, I'd love to hear what you think. What has been your favorite FRG event? Because I think there have been quite a few fun ones, and I'd love for you just to brag for oh. a second. <laughs> because <laughs> and also if there's any potential FRG leaders listening, it's good to get some ideas, myself included, because I would you know love to be a part of it one day. But what what's been like the favorite most favorite event that you've you've put on through the or helped put on through the FRG?
1: Well, I must say first. That if we didn't have an exceptional leader yeah. <laughs> and and accepted anybody, no matter if you are an officer's wife or enlisted wife, it does not matter. You're a military wife. Yes. And that is the most important thing. And I will say our leader, Robin Blanton, is the most amazing at that. Oh, yeah. And um, so with saying that, I think our favorite loved our Halloween yes that was that was a lot of work however it was so much fun and we then we we tried to you know have an equally fun Christmas and that was we tried to think out of the box and have we had the um a village basically and Mm -hmm. in the center we had Santa and then we over to the side we had um, a skating well skating ring and they could bring the kids could bring their roller skates and stuff and so it was kind of like, you know, in an old fashioned town. Yeah. And then we like had a Christmas village. Yes. And then we had, you know, um, one of our girls, they did uh, masks. They, they, she was the, the tailor of the town. And then, uh, we had our, our booth, uh, for HHC and, um, and Charlie company, Jor- Jordan, uh, yeah. that, um, that you know, we had, we did cookies and we sent, ev- uh, everybody home, to uh, nine cookies to be able to decorate. And then we had, you know, um, cakewalk and uh yeah. and I see what see what else we have we had ornament decorating and, and food and, and it was it was great
0: oh yeah and I think it just goes to show that like if you can surround yourself with motivated passionate people like, you will put on a phenomenal event and I think too that this FRG just is full of people who want to put on phenomenal events and they do a really good job at that too
1: absolutely I mean we are all in it together and we don't want, I mean, I, there. I don't think that there's ever a time that we don't say, what What can we do? And we even, you know, we had got together as, cumulatively as wives and decided that we were going to, you know, gather uh, and make our own gifts for the kids that are at the Vanderbilt Hospital. Yeah. And so we as wives did that, you know, for, for you know, the kids because we thought, well, those kids they may not get to go home to their families or may not be. So we thought well, we were very fortunate, even though we don't have our husbands here, we are able to give to them. So we did that in, as an FRG. And that was, that was nice. Okay,
0: that's, I love to hear that just because it's just so cool to see like how everyone just kind of came together. And I will say too, uh, I'm sure you've been through many deployments, but I think there is something really special about how wives will come together and spouses will come together too. Cause there are female military members, Um, but just spouses in general come together and support each other through it. And it's, you don't have to go through deployments alone at all, ever, just because there is a a massive support group just by being a part of the military community. And it's amazing.
1: Right. And, you know, and maybe uh, your group, your unit doesn't have a strong FRG. Well, Reach out to your commander's wife and and see if she can help you start one or, you know, volunteer, do different things to where you're able to grow, you know, something, Mm -hmm. a camaraderie because if
0: you're missing out, somebody else is missing out as well. Oh yeah, definitely. And so since your husband is also deployed right now, as is mine, what has been something that has really, apart from volunteering and doing things, what has been something throughout your your military journey with, with your husband that has helped you get through deployments? Staying
1: busy. Staying,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Staying busy. Um, my daughter was
1: involved in everything. So then I was, you know, very much, um, I was the mom that, you know, well, let's go here, 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 and here. Yeah. And I think that that was the best um, thing for me to be able to stay busy. And uh, just where I didn't sit at home where, I dwelled on my husband's not here yeah. and having a life outside. I mean, we, we've been married, like I said, 30 years. That's my best friend. But at the same time I have to have my own life and mm-hmm. I can contribute to our marriage more if I have my own life and he has his own life and then we're together
0: Yeah, and have our lives. No, I can 100% relate to that. I think I made it maybe a week of Tyler being gone before I'm just sitting on my couch being like, okay, I need to do something else. Like I got to get myself busy and it helps. It makes time go by faster and it it makes you feel like you're adding value to the time that you're a part. And I think that that is just, it's important to feel like you're adding value because it is like your best friend's gone. You know, it sucks. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't know... Uh, what it would be like you know to to not have him uh, you know to be able to bounce things off of necessarily but at the same time I know that I'm okay to make a decision and he's going to support me and I'm going to support him because we're doing the best that we can Mm -hmm. and if we do the you know the best we can and we try to continue on. Mm-hmm. Cause I think the worst thing is to dwell on my husband's gone and I'm here. Yeah. And, and you can get it very easily into a depression yeah. where if you continue to have your life, cause you've established your life, mm-hmm. you'll continue your routines. Your children will continue their routines and you'll be okay.
0: Yeah. I had a podcast a couple weeks back where I had talked about, I feel guilty for having fun. And I think that has been the biggest thing with this deployment is learning that it's okay if I have a life outside of my husband and it's okay if I'm my own person and it's okay if I go do things because, you know, he, he would want me to be going out and doing things. And I think, like you said, like you have to have a life outside of that because when they do leave for deployments or training or field exercises, you're going to be on your own and you got to figure it out. Absolutely.
1: And they kind of, it kind of gives them, if you're talking to them, they kind of can live vicariously through you say they didn't have a very good day, but you did. They can share in your excitement. They can hear in what you do and, and, and be able to say,
0: okay, my wife and children are okay at home. So that's one less thing they have to worry about too. Oh yeah. They can, they can rest easy knowing you are good. Like I tell my husband, I send my husband pictures of our dog all the time. I think it helps make his day better because it's something he can smile at. And Also, part of that is our dog is very goofy and does very silly things. But at the same time, like you're right, like if they know that you're okay and your family's okay, it helps kind of put them at ease a bit.
1: Yeah, because that's one less thing that they have to worry about. They just have to literally worry about what's happening, their job, and what they're responsible for, not what they're responsible for at home as well. Exactly. And then if you call, you know, when you're talking to them and, and you sit there and complain that you're not home. Of course, everyone's going to miss their spouse. You're going to say that, you know, but try to keep it as low key as possible. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I think that when you're secure and you aren't reminding them you're gone, it helps you as well. Because if you worry about, I miss you, I miss you, I miss you, then uh, clearly you're going to miss them. Yeah. And your life is going to be, you know, you've maybe missed out on something because you didn't seize the opportunity.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. So I've asked everybody this question that I've interviewed so far, and I, so far I think it's been a really good question to ask, but if you could hop in a time machine today and go back to the moment that you became a military spouse, what is a piece of advice that you would give yourself? And we talked a little bit about this before the podcast started, and I think it really ties in well to what we're talking about right now with deployment. So if you want to go ahead, what, what advice would you give younger Tammy? <laughs> okay,
1: I would tell younger Tammy to um, allow when Jeff would come home from a deployment or a field exercise, school, whatever, to be. It's okay to to be the parent also, because I have said many times that I am a married uh, single parent because Jeff was doing his career, he was building his career, and he was you know he seized every opportunity to build his career and that was you know something I wanted to be able to see for him and and then i think that if um he'd he was able to when we we're reintegrating to be i wouldn't be selfish in the sense mm-hmm. that um i allowed him to be the parent the day he got home not that i became very protective because every mother is protective of their child Mm -hmm. and i wanted if he would scold her or he would you know say no you can't do that i would be and i didn't agree with that i would i would express myself yeah and i would kind of undermine his authority many times and so if i could go back and tell me don't undermine him he's still her mom her dad he would be he's making the best choice her also. Yeah. And I would definitely say it's okay to come home and it helps with, I think it probably helps with reintegration uh, to be able to have an opinion.
0: Yeah. And, oh, do, and
1: especially the, because otherwise it was, it was kind of Taylor and I against him and, you know, and that wasn't what my intentions were ever, but I'm sure that that's what he felt. yeah, And then it, so it made probably the reintegration probably harder and longer. And, and so I think that that's the, best thing that it's okay they're gonna they're gonna do the best thing for your kid they're not gonna make the wrong decision
0: yeah definitely and I think that's just reintegration is hard in general and and for those of you don't know integration is is reintegration is when they're coming back from deployment and you're getting back into that routine and a lot of times you have a routine and they had a routine and now reintegration is you're trying to figure it out but like I said you know or like you said help them through that reintegration, allow them those opportunities to, to take the lead and take the reins. Um, but I am just like so thankful, Tammy, for you coming on the show and talking about your experiences. And I think this has been just a really fruitful conversation. Um, if you would like to ask Tammy a question or if you want to reach out and talk to me, um, you are more than welcome to email me at call to merit, ask.ctmpodcast at gmail.com. Again, ask.ctmpodcast at gmail.com. That is where I get lots of questions and I love to connect with you all and build a community of military spouses who are really just winging it and trying to figure it out. Um, So thank you again, Tammy, and I will talk to everyone later. Bye.